Welcome to the Coastal Community Church Midweek Podcast. I'm so glad you're here. I'm Shayla McCormick, and I will be your host. My husband, TJ, and I are the lead pastors of Coastal Community Church, a place where everyone's welcome because nobody's perfect and anything is possible. In this podcast, our goal is to bring the weekend message to life and to share stories that help you along in your faith journey. Let's get started. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Coastal Midweek Podcast. Hope you guys are enjoying these little short podcasts. If you've been enjoying it, please give us a rating, a review on iTunes, Spotify, any of those things. We would love to be able to hear from you guys. But as we dive in today, we just finished up week seven of our series, The Fight of Your Life. And man, it was a pretty amazing weekend. I actually learned some things that I didn't even kind of realize. And so TJ, you taught me this week. <laughs> wow. Now now I feel like I've accomplished something. <laughs> oh, please. <laughs> Do you no. know how hard it is to teach your spouse something? I mean, come on, everybody. That's that's like an accomplishment oh, right there. Oh my gosh. Come on. I'm always learning from you. <laughs> oh yeah. Just like you're always learning from me, right? Oh, always, always. <laughs> well, one of the things that I thought was really powerful. You know, you were talking about the helmet of salvation. And I think so many of us think that salvation is this thing that we do where we, you know, believe in your heart, confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you will be saved, which is true. Yeah, 100%. And absolute and, and all of that. But you talked about there being kind of a continuation of that, almost like a, a second salvation because we're three-part beings yeah. and without going into all of it, when we experience that initial salvation, it affects our spirit. And one of the things that you talked about was, you know, when it affects our spirit, we're never more saved or less saved than we are in that moment yeah. because there's nothing that we can do to work for that salvation. Yeah. But then there's like this dichotomy of a verse that is pretty controversial that talks about working out our salvation with fear and trembling. And this is where you, you taught me something because it's, it's a different type of salvation that works its way into the other parts of our being, our soul and our body, our, you know, our, our mind, our will, our emotions, but also our desires and our actions yeah. and all of the things that we do. And I think so many times we view salvation as this one-time experience, you know, I'm saved and you are, but that salvation continues to work its way into, into every part of you. And I think that just having that awareness for people, I think is, is really, really powerful. And I'm not sure where I'm going with this question right now, but, <laughs> but it was, no, but it is a good recap of yeah. you know, a portion of what we talked about this weekend. Yeah. And I think it's a really powerful revelation when we, when we walk through things is to realize like every day, we're working this out in our life. Yeah. And there's some things that we have to do because a lot of us, we're stuck in our mind. Yeah. And it's making its way into our actions and our desires. And and I think people get stuck with, well, if I'm saved, why do I continue to do these things? And how would how would you encourage people that maybe in that in that place right now where like I've experienced salvation, I've raised my hand, I've prayed the prayer. But I don't feel like I don't feel any different. Yeah. Well, you know, that's that's the that's the problem because we live in a day and an age mm -hmm. where we are so 
driven by how we feel. Yes. And, you know, the, the Bible says above all else, the heart is deceitful. So we can't, we can't live on feelings or feelings alone. And so this is, this is the part of, of your faith that is the difficult part. But the easy part is recognizing your need for a savior. Yes, absolutely. You know, it's, like, it's I can't it's, do this. I can't do own. this. Mm -hmm. I'm a sinner. I mm -hmm. haven't figured it, you know, I've done life my way. It hasn't worked. Yeah. Now I need to try a different way. And so it's really easy to surrender, but now it's about the following. Yeah. And here's what I've learned about following. Following takes work. Mm -hmm. um, to look more and more like Jesus every day, which should be our goal. Yep is going to take effort. It's yeah. it's gonna take us changing some things and some tendencies that we have. And so, uh, of course, we're not gonna feel different right away. Like mm -hmm. when I go to the gym for the first time or the first time in a long time, after I work out, I don't, besides being sore, like I don't look at my life and go, oh man, all, is, of, all right. of a sudden I'm in shape. I no, have no, no. muscles. I have <laughs> muscles. I have abs, which I have you abs. always want. Yeah, I always <laughs> want abs. But but that isn't how it works. Yeah. It's the consistency over time, you start to see the difference. Mm -hmm. And the problem is, is we live in an instantaneous society. We live in a day and an age yeah. where we want everything right here, right now. Mm -hmm. And we want those feelings. We want all of the rainbows and butterflies, yeah. but that's that's not really how life works. Mm -hmm. And so that verse where it says work out, I think th those words work out yeah. are are so apropos because it is, it really is a working out yeah. and it's going to take some time. And if you'll do the things consistently, if you'll stay disciplined, if you'll allow God to start to renew your mind by going, Hey, what does his word say? Yeah. I know this is what I'm thinking, mm -hmm. but what does God actually say about mm -hmm. this? You know, I, I think the verse, um, and I'm trying to remember it off the top of my head. Uh, I believe that it was in Philippians, mm -hmm. but he says, you know, whatever's true, whatever's yes. lovely, whatever's pure, mm -hmm. whatever is admirable, whatever is praiseworthy, think about such things. Yeah. You know, that is the that is the opposite of what our culture does. Mm -hmm. You know, what do we what does the news glorify? Yeah. Controversy, yeah. hate, you know, basically the opposite of all of those mm -hmm. words. And so it's getting in this mindset of like, man, I've, I, I really have to begin to, to allow God to mm -hmm. change the way I think. And, I, and, and, and what does God think about things and how, what is that perspective? Mm -hmm. And how do I start looking at things almost as if, you know, there a lot of people are like, oh, I'm a pe pessimist or I'm an optimist. Mm -hmm. It, it's honestly, it's going from, hey, I'm not going to be pessimistic anymore. I'm going to look for yes, what is good, choice. what is true, what is right, what is excellent, what is praiseworthy, what is admirable, mm -hmm. and go, man, I'm going to, I'm going to think about these things. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to contemplate the negative. Right. I'm not going to contemplate that person that made me mad. I'm not going to contemplate that gossip. Yeah. And those, that is such a, it's such a different way mm -hmm. of living. And I think that that's where we have to start focusing on. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes too, even, even when our mind gets to that place, we can, you know, we can choose differently. Yeah. Sometimes there's, there's moments where it's like, I, I, my mind and my thoughts make me want to respond to this, but I can make a choice that is different than what my feelings or my emotions are telling me. And I think as we put those things into practice, 
you know, when we make different choices, it begins to change our thinking because we see the outcome of that. And so I think it's both ways, whether it's our desires can, can, and, and not acting on all of those things can help change our thinking and changing our thinking can also change our actions. And it's kind of, making choices differently in both of those spaces. Well, it's recognizing, you know, that's where, you know, Paul says, take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, that was the application of the weekend, Right, is we need to take every thought captive. Mm-hmm. So everything that comes into your mind does not, ha- one should not yes. reside there. Right. And just because you thought it doesn't mean it's true. Mm-hmm. So what are what are some ways you think that people can can shift that? Like, what are some practices that you can do to, take captive every thought or not allow them to, to dwell there. I mean, I'll, I'll tell you what I did. So mm-hmm. when I was, I was 19 years old, 20 years old, I was in an internship. Yeah. And, uh, and so I was trying to reframe my thinking. Mm-hmm. That's how I, that's mm-hmm. how I looked at it. And so what I started doing is I started looking at areas. I, I was 19, 20 years old. I struggled with lust. Yeah. So, so what I did is I went and got Bible verses, uh, Job 31, one, I've made a covenant with my eyes that I will not look lustfully upon a woman yep. except for Shayla. I'm going to look <laughs> lustfully over her all oh the days my of my gosh. life. But so every time I would see a pretty girl and all of a sudden those thoughts would come into yeah. my mind, what I was telling myself continuously is Job 31.1. I've made a covenant yeah. with my eyes that I will not look lustfully yes. upon a woman. So, so you made so, different choices so, so I, I've got, I got, I armed my life with truth Yes. so that when the things that I struggled with started mm-hmm. coming, I could go, no, Yeah. here's what truth is. Right. And so I, I would do that in all different kinds of aspects of my mm-hmm. life, you know, um, when, when I wouldn't want to do things, I would go, no, no, no. I beat my body on, make it my slave. Yeah. Cause that's like what it, Paul, my flesh does not yeah, rule me. My flesh is not going to mm-hmm. rule me. So mm-hmm. I'm going to make it, it's going to work for me. It's not going to dictate to me. Yes. And so I started doing things like that and I started making those, my mantras. And, and today, you know, when things come up, it's like scriptures automatically pop in my head yeah. because I put them into practice so long ago mm-hmm. that now it's just second nature. Yep. And so I, I know it sounds, I, I literally, I would I would write down on three by five index cards. Mm-hmm. Some of y'all don't even know what that is today. <laughs> but, uh, and I would just write down scriptures and mm-hmm. and I would put at the top, like a, a title for it or yeah. whatever. And, and so I would just, I would, in the morning, I would just get those out and I would just read them. And mm-hmm. I'd go, you know what, today, these are the things, yeah. these are the things that I'm putting in my life. Right. These are these are my boundaries. Mm-hmm. Um, these are my tracks, and yes. I just found that by doing that, mm-hmm. it just set me up for success when it came to my mindset. Yeah, well, and it helps you to walk in freedom. Just like one of the things that that you talked about was, you know, God's not trying to control us by putting these things in our life. You were like the the train isn't controlled by the tracks. Well, nope. it is controlled by the tracks, but it, it's but those tracks allow a, it to operate in freedom. A, a train can it run- functions best. Off of the tracks. Yeah, it and then it derails life and crashes. It, it derails, mm-hmm. but on the tracks, man, it's, yeah. it's most productive. Can't be like, these stupid tracks, they're yeah. holding me back. No. No, 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 no they're actually- <laughs> They're getting you where you need to go. They're actually helping you out. And right. so, and so it's, it's finding those tracks mm-hmm. that are gonna get your mind focused on the right things. Mm-hmm. Like, how do I renew my mind? Yes. I, you know, um, 
David said, your word I have hid in my heart that I might not sin against you. I remember when I read that verse for the first time, I was like, oh, so so if if my trouble in life is mm-hmm. sin or these mm-hmm. thoughts, then what do I have to do? I have to hide God's word in my heart. Yep. So when they come, mm-hmm. like there's something there to combat it. David also, you know, he he would tell himself in those moments where he was in his emotions, where he yeah. was like, why my soul are you downcast? Why are you so disturbed within me? I will. Yeah. Praise my God. Like, yeah. he's like, I know what I'm feeling, but I'm going to choose differently yeah. than what my emotions are telling me. Yeah. And I think because throughout this series we've been talking about, it's way more spiritual than we think. And I think because it is more spiritual than we're aware of is why we fight the negative thoughts and the, and the you know, things that kind of derail us in life is because the enemy is working really hard to get us off track of what we should be thinking, which is it's easier to give a negative review of something than a positive review. It's easier to, you know, talk about somebody behind their back than it is to speak words of life and encouragement. Well, it's so funny. I mean, you say the negative review. They they say that if somebody has a good experience, for every 10 good experiences, Mm -hmm. they'll write one good review. Mm -hmm. For every negative, you know, it, it only takes like one or two negative experiences yeah. for somebody to give a negative review. Mm-hmm. Why? Because we're so prone and our society so drives us that yeah. way. And everything about God is countercultural. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, honestly, it, it kind of makes it easy. If everybody's doing it, then I probably need to take a step back and go, whoa, <laughs> Is this really right? Is this really mm-hmm. right? Is this really God's best? Is this really the way he would do it? If everybody's so accepting of it, I'm like, whoa. Right. Well, and it's it's kind of like that. So many people talk about people that are successful and they say successful people do consistently what other people do occasionally. occasionally. Yeah. And I think it's the same in, in our spiritual life. And if we we want the freedom in our life. We have to do consistently what other people do occasionally. Yeah. I mean, there's so many times that that people are like, man, I, I want what you have. Mm-hmm. But are you willing to do what I do? Yeah. But are you willing to do what I did? Yes. And still get, do. And still do to get to where I am today. Yeah. It's, it's always behind the scenes. So many yeah. people see, you know, the the life that they can they can see in front of them, but people don't see what happens behind the scenes in those quiet moments and those you know moments that nobody else sees, and those are the things that are most important. Yeah, I, what what happens on the stage is a byproduct of mm-hmm. twenty years of consistency yeah. in mm-hmm. pursuing God. Mm-hmm. You know, um, we've been married for twenty one years. Mm-hmm. People a lot of times are like, man, I want to have a marriage like that. Yeah, you can have a marriage like this, but will you have the difficult conversations? Mm-hmm. Will you put in the work and yeah. read the books? Will you, yeah. will you, will you do the discipline of dating your spouse? I mean, will you give up what you want for what they like yeah. for what's better for them than you know? I mean, it's it's so much, it's so much dying to me. Yes, to have a great relationship with you. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure it's the same for you. Mm-hmm. And and that's, but that's countercultural. No, 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 you're supposed to meet my needs. Right. No, no, no. No, 
Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church. Yeah. yeah. Well, what does that look like? It means like I'm, I'm going to put myself on a cross mm-hmm. for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I'm going to go, Father, forgive them because they don't know what even what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Whoa, yeah. that's that's 180 degrees. I mean, that right there would solve the divorce issue in America. Right. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of people view life in that way. Like life shouldn't be, it shouldn't be so hard. Well, life is hard. Life is hard. I, we recently sat in, we were at a conference and we were listening to a message by Christine Kane, you know, and Christine Kane has had so much success in her life and, you know, a lot of things. And from the outside, you're like, man, she's super successful. She's got speaking, you know, she's doing sex slavery, slavery, rescuing all of these people out of sex, sex slavery. And she goes, I hear so many people in this season, particularly in COVID or whatever it is that have faced difficult things. And they're going, I didn't sign up for this. These are pastors she's talking to. Yeah. She's talking to pastors. I, I didn't sign up for this. And She's like, what do you mean you didn't sign up for this? Like every single one of us signed up for this because when we signed up to be a Christian, when we signed up to follow Christ, it says that we'll fellowship in his sufferings. Yeah. You know, we we did sign up for this, but it it is those difficult things. If you think about it in life, the hardest moments that you face, the most difficult moments that you face are the moments that you experience your greatest growth and your greatest victory. Yeah. Like it's not in the times when things are easy and just like, oh, let's go with the flow that, that you change or that you grow. It's in those moments where you have to be disciplined, yeah. where you have to, you know, make different choices than what your emotions are telling you. Yeah. That growth takes place, that salvation is worked out, yeah. you know? Well, it's, it's funny because, uh, you know, we both CrossFit. Uh-huh. And uh, there's, there's always a moment. I wanted to die today. Yeah, there's always a moment in CrossFit where you go into what they call the pain cave. I don't like that place. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I rarely go there. <laughs> <laughs> I go there a lot. Okay. Uh, you know, and it's this moment where you're in so much. Yeah. You know, you're 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 working so hard. Mm-hmm. You're out of breath. You're extremely fatigued, mm-hmm. and it's the point where most people give up. Yeah. And but if you if you go there and you'll push through you'll always experience victory. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that that a lot of times is is what this process is. It's like, we're going to have to go into the pain cave because it's so against our nat- natural nature. Yep. Like, naturally, I want to be mad at you. Right. Naturally, I want to talk bad about it. Like, mm-hmm. that's, that's easy for me to do. Because it's more spiritual than you think. And the enemy is like... Yeah, and, and there's so... There's, trying to destroy. Yeah, there's so many things that are going to just... Mm-hmm just make me want to just go down that yeah. path. But what I do have is I have to fight that. Yep. I have, to dig, of salvation. I have to dig yep. a little bit deeper Yep. and go, you know what? I've been given the mind of Christ. Mm-hmm. And it, his reaction to this, mm-hmm. what was his, be, his yep. reaction on the, again, Father, forgive them. For they know not what they do. They don't really get it. Yeah. Yep. And so I'm going to endure it mm-hmm. knowing that at the end of the day, yep. you know, if I live with character and honor, mm-hmm. doesn't matter what they're saying about me right yep. this moment, that that's going to win out. That's right. And we've watched that play out over and over again yes. throughout. Being the bigger person is always the hardest part. Yeah. 
but there is always so much redemption on the other side yeah. of it. And I think God, God is fighting <clears throat> for us in those moments when we make those choices to, to do what would Jesus do that yeah. he goes to battle for us because we've put on all the right armor <laughs> and there's protection there. Yeah. And I think that's a really powerful, powerful thing. And I think, I think the other thing about this, and, and this is part of why I think the scripture is so important mm -hmm. in combating this mm -hmm. is because, you know, we talked about the helmet is for safety, mm -hmm. but it's the identity part. Yep. And, and if you don't know what God says about you, then you're never going to understand who you are. Mm -hmm. You'll let everybody else define you yep. and refine you instead of letting the refining fire of mm -hmm. God work that out in your life. And so I think it's so, so critical yep. that we saturate our mind, that we saturate right. our life in, in, in God's word. And, mm -hmm. and it's such a life-changing thing. Yep. And I know we talk about this every week. I, I, I can't, I can't tell you what a difference it will make. Mm -hmm. Like I can't emphasize it enough. I remember, I remember being, I was probably eighteen years old, and had just gotten out of a horrible relationship, and I was super insecure. I was defeated. I thought horribly about myself. Like I just had nothing good inside of me to think I am worthy or any of that. And I remember you and I actually were in your 5 GT, GT Mustang convertible Mountain Dew edition, something <laughs> like that. I think it was that car. Um, 25th anniversary. <laughs> and we were riding down the road and I must have been telling you all those, all these defeating or negative thoughts. And I remember you looking at me 18 years old, Shayla, you are a daughter of the King. And I was like, okay. You know, you're like, no, I want you to say it. Say, I'm a daughter of the King. <laughs> and I was like, I'm a daughter of the King, you know? And you're like, no, I want you to say it. And I remember sitting in the car and screaming, I am a daughter of the King. And I remember that to this day because it was a shift in my mindset and how I thought about myself and how I viewed myself. And I think a lot of us need to have that awareness. We are not the sum of our failures, our mistakes. We're not the sum of what other people have said about us, that we are sons and daughters of the King. Yeah. And when we live with that mentality, it, it changes how we operate in life. And maybe some of us just need to start telling ourselves yeah. about how God sees us and reading the truth of that over our life. And and here's the thing, like, because I, I have an interesting upbringing, but I, I grew up in one half of my family is extremely wealthy yeah. or was extremely wealthy. Yeah. And so I grew up with this mentality that when I was with them, like mm -hmm. when I walked into a room, yeah, like this is who we are. Yeah. Like we have arrived. Yeah. And then I I had it my my other side of my family, because my my parents are divorced, mm -hmm. that was definitely not that mentality, is more timid and what mm -hmm. and and there's a way that you can live. And I, I looked at those the dichotomy of differences of those two lives. Mm-hmm. 
and when I think about that from a spiritual perspective, when I, when I recognize like, my, man, I'm a son of the king. Yep. Like I am chosen. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm a royal priesthood. Mm-hmm. Like when I'm going up against things, I'm like, heck no. Do you know who's Amos? Do you, yeah. Like it would be like being Warren Buffett's son. I'd be like, do you know who my dad is? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like you're not going to treat me like that. Do you know yes. who my dad is? Yeah. Like, yeah. And, or living with the that almost that responsibility too yeah, yeah. of like I need to represent. I need the to right represent way. them, yeah. but it but it's also the because I think a lot of people don't understand the authority that they mm-hmm. have, mm-hmm. and yep. and that's why they just succumb to all the pressures yep. of this world. I'm like, no. Mm-hmm. Do you do you know do you know my last name? Yeah. Do you know whose kid I am? Yeah. Yep. So uh, it's. Changing our, it, our it's, thinking. It, it's changing our thinking. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, I want to encourage you guys as you go throughout this week to start building in some of that thought process. You know, read the truth of God's word and start speaking that over your life. Read those promises and start speaking those over your life and find some verses just like TJ did when he was in that internship that can hold you accountable, that you can read every single day and that you can begin to change your stinking thinking yeah. and start walking out God's salvation yeah. in every area of our life, not just our spirit. And so we would we would love for you guys to take that challenge this week and to begin to talk a little bit differently. Well, I have one question. Can I, can I yep. just throw out a yep. resource? Like I think, okay. I, I know we're going long here. That's all right. Uh, but I would tell you, if you're out there and you're trying to change your thinking, there's a book, it's an old school book by Mama Joyce, Joyce Meyer, called Battlefield, Battlefield of, of the, the Mind. Mind. And uh I've man, read that so many times. Me too. I yep. mean it's 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 classic. it's a classic and if you're struggling, it's is a lot of scripture, which maybe is what you need right now. Mm-hmm. But but Mama Joyce is gonna is gonna slap you upside your head. Yep. She's gonna get your thinking right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Good. Okay. Another another resource I think Craig Rochelle just wrote a book called Winning the War in Your Mind yeah. as well. Like any of those yeah, I haven't, read, I haven't read Craig, so Craig's amazing, but... Joyce Myers. Joyce Myers, that's, that's a classic. <laughs> okay, this one's from Todd Menard. He's got a question that says, I'll ask you this question, TJ. And okay. so it's kind of like a two-part question. Christmas decorations in your home before or after Thanksgiving? After Thanksgiving. I'm all about that too. I'm like, Thanksgiving, you got to like have time to be thankful and like appreciate all of those yeah. things. And TJ will tell you no Christmas music at all. <laughs> no, we can do without Christmas music. For all of you that started playing Christmas music, the moment October hit, shame on you. <laughs> okay. And then he asked the second part of his question, is Die Hard a Christmas movie? 100%. <laughs> Oh my gosh. 100%. I love it. I love it. Well, Bruce Willis, I mean, that just, that the epitome just, of Christmas. That is the epitome <laughs> of Christmas. <laughs> well, thank you guys so much for coming and hanging out with us this week on the Coastal Midweek podcast. And we will see you guys back here next week. <laughs>